there, Sunny D here to invite you to have dinner with us at the Hemp Mansion in Brandon, Florida, April 30th at 6 p.m. Tickets go on sale today and you can get a 20% discount on this and all Pot Smoking Mom events by becoming a patron. Go to potsmokingmoms.com to take advantage of this sweet discount and party with us Saturday, April 30th. See you there. Here we go. Jay couldn't live without Bob's bongos. We had to. I miss Bob's bongos. Like I listened to the episode, I was like, it just doesn't feel the same without it. And then I was like, man, is everybody gonna be like weird? What what does everybody else think? Did they miss Bob (laughs) Bob's bongos also? Because I did. Like everyone's gonna be like, what the hell is this? (laughs) Where did you do? Where are they going with the share now? (laughs) I'm Sunny D. This is the Pot Smoking Moms podcast. The OGs, the Pot Smoking Moms podcast, along with the other OG herself, Captain J. Hello, everyone. Hey, if if you've gone this far with us, please throw a little rate, a little review, a little subscribe. I don't know how to like make it interesting for people. I feel like I see <laughs> the people on YouTube hit that, smash that like and subscribe button. It's just kind of <laughs> like, oh, my God. <sighs> like, it's like so much energy unnecessarily. We would very much appreciate it if you hooked us up with, um, you know, Some a review love. or something. Spotify has ra- ratings now. You can go on there and bing, bing, bing. I think it's just a clickety click and a clackety clack. It's just a way to push our show out to more people yeah, to see you know, when they I don't know. are searching for some. We just want to assault everybody's ears. Uh, Potsmokingmoms.com is our website and our social medias are there. You know, if you've got something to say. You could tell us anywhere. You can tell us all over the internet. Anywhere you could just hit us up and let us know. We appreciate it. What are we smoking today? I have one plant blueberry muffin. Blueberry muffin. Yeah. Nice. I miss, I haven't had them in a long time. I have uh, Paradise Weights from True Leaf. Nice. I did, uh, got a lot of that going on. So You know cheers. what? I got to say, what? I'm digging this new spot where we're recording on the couch it's way more comfortable. i like I, you know i the vibe <laughs> the vibe is right right yeah too bad we couldn't record the video i know we, we'll, get we'll, work. Uh, we, we will get that though going <laughs> because right. you got a cute little setup now yeah. where we can show everybody our little <laughs> bongs whatever cheers cheers, cheers, cheers. They could see our clouds. I know. Little by little, dude. Rome wasn't built in a day or something. Is that the saying? I fuck up all the sayings. I think that's right. But uh, it's hard because, you know, we're like, we like it, the instantness of everything these days. And it's hard. I have no patience. I was telling people today, I was telling family members. They're like, you have to have patience. I'm like, yeah, where can I get that? Amazon? Because I don't know. I don't have it. I'd like more of it. I would really appreciate if I had a little more of it. Weed helps me with my patience. 
it gives me patience. And apparently, that's not enough for you right it's, now. You know, I it mean, hasn't been enough. It has. There are times when it's not enough. Again, you're in the you're in the ages. You're I know, I know, and that's ages. what I try. And I try to always tell myself that, right? Because, but I don't want to be guilty, like feel guilty either. Feel guilty that because people are like, it's a fact. Because everybody's like, oh. Enjoy it while you can. And yeah. that's a little inflammatory. Like, I do enjoy it when I can. But the thing is, is like, I'm in it 24 mm-hmm. 7. And like, I, I, in order to really enjoy it, I also need to miss it a little bit. You feel me? And that's hard. Like, it's, it gets stressful and the village just doesn't exist anymore. You know, we were talking earlier. We can't just, send our kids to school we can't send our five-year-olds to go walking with the 10-year-olds to school anymore that's just not the the landscape we live in no so it's like you know it gets a little a little kooky dooks these days yeah it's rough yeah we need support parenting is hard it is it really is it's it's nice to like be able to talk to to connect to other moms like us though right because sometimes we like we reflect ourselves in one another and it's like, you know, we actually have we're going to be talking a little later today with another kind of mom um, who's also a creative Rebecca Marrero. She's owner of Tribe House Creations LLC. We uh, we actually saw her in Canadelic and we mm-hmm. bought the cutest bong ears. We we're like and she's just visually stunning she's you know like you could tell she's a creative her hair her glasses and all the stuff that she had up was beautiful made yeah and her and her and and how she incorporates it in her family family because Mm -hmm. her her daughters also do and you know and that so we're gonna talk to her later hope you stick around to listen to that we got a bunch of events this coming month yeah we're really excited. I'm really, really, really excited now even more for the 420 Festival at uh, Holren Park in South South St. Pete Beach. St. Pete Beach. I saw S and I saw South. Yeah, because it's the center Saint SPB. St. Pete Beach. After talking to Carrie and Michael. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, it sounds like it's going to be so much fun. It really is so much fun. And they gave us the rundown and gave us more info on the event and what it's going to be like. You'll hear from them on a future episode. You'll, yeah, you'll hear from them soon. Um, there will be areas to medicate in. Uh, so <laughs> designated designated areas. medication areas for patients. For patients. Um, and they got so much fun stuff happening there. Like I seriously um, may not leave after April 30th. <laughs> um, but catch us out at Haran Park. It's the 420 Festival, so it's 420 on 430, because it's April 30th. And um, then, and come then, to Brandon. Come to Brandon for the evening festivities. We're going to be having the a after- dinner party <laughs> at the Hemp Mansion, if you haven't seen this post about them. And we're going to also um, talk to uh, the owner of Hemp Mansion and... Um, and have more details for you because right now we're working on them, but we will be releasing tickets and, and a flyer you, and all that real soon. Yeah, and giving you all the details to that. We have an update on a story from last week. Yeah. So the Brittany Griner story that we talked about, the WNBA star, uh, will be held in Russia prison and on the charges 
for the vape cartridges for mm-hmm. at least another two more months, they say, as they investigate. Oh, jeez. This is coming from a Russian media report. So she's going to be there for at least another And then another the crazy thing is, isn't Russia off of the grid, like, um, like, uh, like, internet-wise? Um, I, th- <coughs> I think they've, like, blocked all sorts of social media and stuff from their citizens. But yeah. I think maybe the government probably still has no. internet Well, I mean, yeah, stuff. but, like, even people there, like, yeah, that's, I mean, we're going to keep it. Uh, ear out for that but like that's wild another two months that's not gonna yeah mm. man i feel bad i feel terrible for her like for a fucking vape cartridge. you know and you're like how could she do that like thinking she should have been more careful but she's been there many times for competition so maybe she's gotten away with that in the past and didn't think anything of it but now since tensions are so high right now they're probably just like looking extra hard and that's leverage having an American citizen of yeah. that caliber in their captivity. Like, I don't know. It's possible. I yeah. Don't know. Plus, it's like, yeah, it's a one up on us. They get to keep that like as media coverage unfolds on that, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do you have anything uh, new going on? Oh, uh, well, oh, I watched Turning Red. <coughs> yeah. So let's talk about that, because I made a comment on an Instagram, a Disney Instagram account. <laughs> And people like take my take it out of they don't get it like they don't understand where I'm coming from because I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a terrible. I like I love the idea of the metaphor of she turns into a panda as signifying like her menstruation and her like puberty, like her, you know, her progression, her coming of age. Yeah, her coming of age. But. So you watched it, okay? Uh, the part that I okay, I have a four year old going on five she repeats a lot of things i kind of have to be careful with what i show her on tv and i'm a little bit like sometimes there's youtube videos that i don't even feel comfortable her like watching so i'm kind of like you know on top of that because she's repeating a lot of stuff you know Mm So the scene that me and my husband kind of were like, okay, let's shut it down was like when she's drawing the boys and getting too lovey dovey about a boy. Yeah. Which just sounds stupid when I say it out loud. Yeah, I mean, I saw the scene and I was like, okay, I can see where you got a little bit uncomfortable. I just, it didn't, I, I don't know. It, it didn't, didn't strike me. you as like something you shouldn't let your little ones watch. She was just drawing. Yeah, I know. And I and that's it, why I feel she like. Knew she was drawing about something that she's never felt before. So she was feeling like really weird about it and wanting to hide it, you know. And then her mom flips out. Yeah, I just. And again, I know and, that God, people her are mom using, made it so much worse. Right, <laughs> right. Maybe that's too. I felt like shame coming from the mom in the comfort cartoon. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like. Yes, the center. I, I'm kind of starting to like cut back on the the romance aspect of it because I feel like. And, I, and look, me and her, me and my husband have pictures of our wedding and like, you know, but I I don't know. You I don't want her movie, to though, hold. Right? I, we didn't. We just stopped it there. Because I, if you saw the movie, yeah, that scene, like it was weird. But the the, the movie is more about her love for her friends and, yeah. and their relationship and how they're there for each other and um, her embracing this thing that her whole family has like banished. Yeah. 
So it's like very different. You know, there's there's a more better message that keeps coming, like, you know, down the line. So you mm-hmm. didn't really give it a chance. Yeah. And I'm like, and now I can, I'm kind it is of like PG. So maybe it's not meant for four years old. Right. It is more for 10, 13. And, th- and that's my whole argument with her. It was like, like you're mentally like I, I want you to you're not like there yet. Like I feel like too. We try to like make kids grow up so fast. I ha- I said this thing today that I was like, yeah, for real. Society for society forces you to grow up so fast or life forces you to grow up so fast and then when you're old, when you're older, society's like, "Oh, you're too old. We don't need you anymore." Like so I just maybe it's part of me kind of like going, "Hey, we don't have to watch this yet. This is still kind of like we can get, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm still trying to kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's me trying to hold hold on to like, I don't want her to be exposed to everything right away. I feel like there's some things that mentally as she develops, she's able to kind of understand things more. I feel Granted, like, I feel it's like not Disney that really good at presenting topics, you know. Neutrally? A, no, like very mature topics like that. In a way that kids can relate to it, mm-hmm. you know. And when I asked my son, saw it before me because he went to stay at my mother's in law mm-hmm. and he watched it. And, and see, like, and your son is eight, right? Eight. And I, I feel asked, What's like that's about? a good like, age. Oh, it's a girl that you know she starts turning into a panda. And I was like, Oh, really? And he's like, Yeah. And then um, the parents were surprised that it happened so soon that they knew it was coming, but they thought they had more time and. Her mom used to be a panda and, you know, da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, he didn't have any. Right. He didn't see any correlation to any of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, too, stuff. again, I also understand when people. They were like, pretty on the nose with the period stuff at the beginning because they thought she got her period. Mm-hmm. And her mom's like p- bringing out period products yeah. and stuff. Which I think is great because, yeah, it's inevitable. Like, obviously, like, I'm not trying to shield them from, like, that's... I mean, my son sees my tampons. Right, yeah. Stuff. I mean, yeah, our kids live in our bathroom, yeah. so it's like... There's no privacy. Right. And, and 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 I have... We have friends who have made the... Not made the argument, but just have been like, well, I want to be more open with my kid in the realm of that talk of, like, period and sex and this and that because my parents were kind of like shield shielded me i wish i would have they would have been more open with me which i also 100 percent support and i want to do but also they're little i don't want to like not yet i feel like yes we will get there and i you know but yeah they're little <laughs> i don't know it, yeah you know i feel like some things I don't know. I don't know. I just and I haven't heard and I don't think anybody has has agreed with me because they don't have little like little kids like mine. I don't know. You also didn't finish the movie. The whole movie's not. I mean, yes, they do sneak out to go see a boy band concert or whatever. But it it was more about the friendship between the girls and how they bonded over this, you know, same thing. They're all going through that thing together. As girls, teenage girls, yeah, like liking boys and they all and, you know, I know. Cute. And OK, and it's so really and this cute. is a whole I thing. I really too. liked it. Like I and just I guess romance is everywhere. There's like, oh, she's obsessed with 
getting married and having a baby falling in love getting married and having a baby and i'm just like because girl she wants to be you know, she know. sees her, her mom has group got yeah grew up, got married had i know and i'm She's here and I, at home and i have my feminist in me is like girl you don't need no man you just need to do you like we want to watch raya and moana like you don't need to fall in love girl you just need to go and conquer the world like you know and what you i mean like, her, oh my, 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 mom mommy waited until i was 30 something to yeah. have babies and i had fun and i enjoyed my life and i had my experiences just gotta yeah. talk to him yeah and your birthday. Yeah, my birthday's this weekend. Damn, I'm turning 40, I bitch. I know. You, I, me too. Don't, Yeah, you don't. still have a month left. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't matter. Forty's <laughs> good. I can't believe I'm 40. You're the smartest you've ever been. You're the strongest you've ever been. It's pretty crazy. I leave on my birthday to Colorado, and I've been checking the weather every day, and it's supposed to snow one of the days that I was there. I was kind of hoping it wouldn't so I could really enjoy, yeah. you know, the outside, but... A little snow. I know, but I wanted to go see the national sand dunes. The, the national, the great, great, the great sand dunes national park. Well, all those words were in it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just out of order. But, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. As long as I see clear skies and I can see stars, I'll be happy. Hey, I think you're going to have a great clear time. Skies, clear skies. Clear skies. Clear skies. <laughs> I love the other I know she's your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> the dankiest news. These gas prices stay high. <laughs> my gas was so high. It was literally 4.20 a gallon. Oh my god. <laughs> Like that's a picture of it. I was gonna post it, and I was like, "Should have." It's like uh, it's funny and no, no, (laughs) sad. But this story is funny. Oklahoma thieves impersonate cops and raid several pot farms. All righty then. So a violent trend of imposter law enforcement agents hit at least three medical cannabis businesses in various counties throughout Oklahoma. On March 13, a group of six individuals donned in believable law enforcement gear, okay, furnished a fake search warrant and attempted to raid a Hughes County, Oklahoma, it says attempted, uh, to raid a Hughes County, Oklahoma medical cannabis grow operation in a brazen attack. The next day, other locations were hit, including a medical cannabis business in Seminole County, over 100 pounds of cannabis, machines, cash, and cell phones were stolen. Holy. Law enforcement agents believe the, ra- the rash of these incidents are connected. The names of the cannabis businesses weren't released. Cannabis farms are already a target given cannabis value, but being forced to deal in cash due to the federal status of cannabis makes the industry a bit more dangerous. Mark Woodward, spokesman of the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs Control, agrees. I think what that's what makes them a target. There are people who see an easy opportunity to get both cannabis, money, and cell phones very quickly, especially from a vulnerable population. How are cell phones involved, though? Uh, the group of bandits wore uniforms and masks saying they worked for the Oklahoma Marijuana Board, which doesn't exist. <laughs> 
and wore Oklahoma Highway Patrol uniforms. They demanded cash for a supposed compliance violation fine. The Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority, however, would be in charge of compliance had there been an actual compliance violation. OMMA officials do not demand for fines to be paid immediately at gunpoint. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Woodward suspects. I mean, but it's like if they're pointing a gun at you, you have to give it to them. Like, what are you going to do? They literally was pointing a gun, though? If you're impersonating a cop, why would you be pointing a gun? Because like, I don't think people are just going to. I think people are going to want to do a the back check and would probably call back the cops on them and be like, hey, we just want to confirm this dude's legit. But with a gun, that don't give you no time to check to make sure if they're legit. You just hand, hand it over. Okay. Woodward suspects criminals are targeting immigrant cannabis workers who often find work in the fields of cannabis farms or in other roles. As it turns out, COVID pushed thousands of Chinese immigrant workers into Oklahoma's cannabis farm country. The trimigrant? Trimigrant? Like they trim and they're immigrants. Oh, trimig- trimigrants. Oh, wow. The trimigrant the phenomenon. The phenomenon seen in other states took root in oklahoma as well wow i wow, didn't I know that no was a idea. thing me either i mean i guess farms always attract immigrants so why not cannabis farms yeah I, yeah um these farms where there are oftentimes chinese workers who don't speak english they won't recognize traditional law enforcement woodward said they're not familiar with uh what oklahoma oh. law enforcement or what uniforms might look like or what a fraudulent warrant looks like compared to legitimate ones and so these criminals count on that. That's why they targeted these specific mm. farms. They saw it as an easy opportunity to take advantage of these workers and hit the farm and take product. They also took some cell phones and cash. Woodward told the Oklahoman that one person has been taken into custody. Cash and cannabis is the draw for these criminals, he said. District Attorney Paul Smith, representing both Hughes and Seminole counties, will lead the investigation. The District Attorney's Drug and Violent Crime Task Force will join the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs Control and Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation to investigate cases of robbery, kidnapping, and drug trafficking. Mm. Kidnapping? Damn, maybe because they, like, held people hostage to, like, get to other parts of, like... Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. At one business, a worker immediately sent her attorney, Donald Guys, a frantic text and determined on speakerphone that the agents weren't legitimate. One of the C because they're gonna always want to you know double check. Mm-hmm. Well, they, these people checked immediately. Yeah. One of the imposter agents wore a Darth Maul Halloween mask. Come on. What? <laughs> At another farm, the thieves tied up the workers and stole a hundred pounds of cannabis, their machines, cell phones, and cash. There's one in Hughes County that they hit over the weekend. Then my client, who was number two, then they went down the street to the third farm. Guys told High Times. Guy's client underwent a terrifying situation, but handled it the best way possible at the time. Guy's told KOCO5 that the bandits attempted to raid his client's farm, gave up, then raided a second farm down the road. At the second farm, the bandits tied up the workers (gasps) at gunpoint. Oh, my. And took 100 pounds of cannabis and machines. He also told News 6 that their uniforms look... Sorry. News 09. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's my brain. That their uniforms looked like Oklahoma Highway Patrol uniforms and wore masks. Oklahoma Highway Patrol. Oh, my God. 
We ask guys how other businesses in Oklahoma can protect themselves. I have a mental checklist, he said. First and foremost, keep a folder accessible near your door that contains your active OMMA license and OBN registration number. So if an officer is at your door, you can display that immediately. Secondly, ask for identification, badge numbers, and what agency. Guys continued, in our, st- in our instance, I could hear my client do that on speakerphone, and they said Oklahoma Marijuana Board, which doesn't exist, so we figured out that they weren't cops, in fact. Then, after that, ask to see the warrant. Before you let anyone into your space, the warrant has to include the subject's name, address, the reason, and it, and it needs to be signed by a judge. I know that in an intense moment, um, but that will show you accuracy. Finally, I will call your attorney and put them on speakerphone. That's actually what helped my client out the most. The criminal was fully aware that she had access to the outside world. Adria Berry, director of the OMMA, said there is a continued effort to increase the organization's enforcement and tracking capabilities in a March 15th briefing. We encourage OMMU licensed businesses to contact local law enforcement if they are suspicious of a person or group claiming to be OMMA investigators. A representative from the OMMA told High Times licenses can licensees can ask officers to see identification. If they are OMMA enforcement agents, they will be armed and will be able to produce a badge and commission card that includes their photo, title, the OMMA emblem, State Department of Health logo. Typically, agents will be wearing a black polo with an OMMA enforcement emblem as well. Damn. They got a lot of stuff, and they have the audacity tying people up at gunpoint and everything. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty. They don't play. They wanted that shit. Well, but they kind of, too, they're taking advantage. That's awful. You know? Yeesh. Coming back for some more awful. <laughs> I love you, Miami! Yeah. <sighs> Our segment where we talk about Florida news. Yeah, I mean, it's like... This one's a bad one. <laughs> Man, People Florida are always like, oh, dump- I'd love dumpster to move fire, there. But if only a, you Florida guys didn't live in... is a dumpster yeah, fire. Yeah, <laughs> it really, really is. With nice beaches. Yeah, you know. Um, so this is crazy. Massive Florida sexting. More than 100 arrested, including three Disney employees. <laughs> this up. is not a good light for Disney. I mean, it was just two employees out of their hundreds, you know. Three. There's always, sorry, three. I know, I kept thinking two for some reason, too. And there's always going to be a population of bad people. We have a population of people. Yeah. <sighs> so employees were arrested in a massive sex sexting. I can't say sexting. Sexting. In Polk County. Called Operation March Sadness 2. The six-day undercover operation focused on human trafficking and prostitution. Undercover detectives communicated with the suspects and arranged for a meetup at a location where they were arrested after their arrival, according to the Polk County Sheriff's Office, which conducted the operation. Among the 108 arrests made, the oldest person was 67-year-old Derek Collins, who showed up to a residence drinking and sure. Oh, my gosh. The youngest was a 17-year-old male. Both were arrested for soliciting a prostitute. Tiffany Nash, 32, of Orlando, was arrested, arrested for trafficking another woman. Included in the arrest were four child predators, according to the sheriff's office. 
One of the men arrested was Xavier Jackson, 27, who works as a lifeguard at the Polynesian Village Resort at Walt Disney World, according to Polk County Sheriff. Oh, my God, that's a fancy one. He reportedly sent an undercover officer posing as a 14-year-old girl, sexual and graphic images of what he wanted to do. Oh, my goodness. Jackson was charged with transmission of material harmful to a minor and unlawful use of communication device. Both are third-degree felonies. The uh, the two other Disney employees were arrested on prostitution charges. Disney said it was placed the employees in unpaid leave. Mm. Holy shit. Are they going to be doing this more now? These like undercover. Like, I mean, it's like I mean, it's good predators. to see that they're like uh, they're doing stuff. Being proactive. Yeah. If there's like a whole like online thing about that. Like where what? people do that. Like oh, people, we have you remember? Yeah, we still follow this one girl. We we still do. Yeah, she's she's been to a, a we, she's been to some sessions that we had back in the day, but she was telling us in one of our sessions, wasn't she? Was telling us how she. She, well, well, she was like, she had. She was a victim. She was abused so when she now, was younger, right? Yeah. So now she's like advocating, and what she was doing, she was like doing that. She was like, I, I don't know what that's called. What is that called? When you trap like child predators, them, I don't yeah. know. You kind of they they call it predator hunting. I think predator hunting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do they, then what though? Do they get the cops involved too, or they send all the information to the police? Oh, that's pretty. I mean, that's good. They send. They active. They yeah. save screenshots. They they send it all. What well, would do? What would they tell? We should have her on the show. Do they tell the cop? Oh, I'm supposed to meet him or who her? Yeah, whatever. I have no idea if that maybe she's participated in actual stings before. I wonder that. I'm not sure because maybe like her putting the person on blast, the cop will do their own sting, like yeah. pose as another girl. Oh yeah, it's okay. You know? I don't know how it works. Yeah. But they caught a lot. I mean, come on. It's Florida. I mean, it's anywhere. You do this in any state, you're going to catch hundreds of sickos. And it seems like it was also just prostitution, not just like predatory, like like for minors. Yeah, but but I mean, like, yeah, I do believe that they need to. Yeah, the human trafficking period. It's a good like that's they need to do stuff like that. Yes. And everybody needs to just talk to their kids about the dangers. Of oh my talking god! To yeah, or oh, the danger, right? And we're talking about walking to school so young and yeah. like bus and like taking the bus and stuff, and yeah, and walking home. I was kind of a sheltered kid myself, but nowadays I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know, man. I, it's crazy. I was a latchkey kid. I. I I feel like a lot of people in our in our in our generation. My yeah, husband I, was a latchkey kid too. He talks about it all the time. I had the house to myself after school. Yeah, and in charge of my brothers. That was yeah. I I was I was my mom was always home. <laughs> I would skip school at home. I would walk to home, and but that was high school. I used to skip school to home too, but it was empty. Yeah. <laughs> You know what that meant? Fong shika wow wow, my boyfriend. Right, which again, I was a late bloomer, so because my mom was home all the time, and I couldn't do nothing. You know what I mean? Be like, this is like, why I she's go, not into turning right. Probably, guys. I guess I was very sheltered, perhaps. I like, oh, I'd go, I'd, I'd skip school, right? But it wasn't like to have sex with my boyfriends in high school. I would go, I would have lunch at my house, and my mom would be like, "Are you going back to school?" I'd be like, 
no, I'm not. I'm staying here. She'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, real cool, Delina. <laughs> you know? That's twice in one show. I was to get high and have sex. <sighs> <laughs> that was my senior year, though. I wasn't doing that, like, all Delicious Captain J. <laughs> I'm not a prude, you guys. (laughs) I don't know how to intro from all of these subjects. How to how to how to, you know, seamlessly intro to our amazing. We've had a lot of heavy topics this time. But um, we had a lot of fun talking to Rebecca Marrero, uh, creator of Tribe House Creations, and just kind of spoke to her about cannabis use and how she talked to her kids and actually how she's incorporated it into her her life with her kids and her art um so we hope you enjoy the uh interview i'm originally from puerto rico i lived there until i was eight and then i've been in uh, kissimmee since pretty much my whole entire life (laughs) i was gonna say do you um do you like those green carpet events? Like, are they, have you gone to, I feel like when I saw you at Canadelic, I feel like I've met you at another cannabis festival um, out in um, Sarasota, was it? The only other ones I've done is Mount Dora. We did, uh, I did, the first one we did was Florida Field Day in May of mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And I was in the same grounds as the Florida Cannabis Festival that they do in November. And I attended the one in November of 2020, I think it was. Yep. And then I was vending by the following one, 2021. We were there. Nice. It's usually how yeah. it happens. You go check it out. And then that gives you that motivation yeah. to be like, next time I'll come back, I'll be vending. Yeah. But we hadn't even started the business when I first attended the first festival. It was still like not even like a twinkle in my eye. That didn't happen until the, uh, May, probably of uh, last year. So it hasn't even been a full year we've been doing it. Wow. And what inspired you to start Tribe Creations? Um, overall, well, you know, when shit hit the fan and pandemic hit and, uh, I lost my job. I come from, um, an arts background. So I come from a costuming field, not like Halloween costumes, but more like, you know, theater, high end things you see like at the, uh, Universal Studios, Disney, the Cruise Lines, Wrangling Brothers Circus, those eye shows, things of that sort. And when pandemic hit, you know, we closed doors. So a lot of the arts sadly went out. Um, from what I'm hearing now, a lot of the vendors that provided a lot of the products that we use have gone out of business. And these are vendors that have been around for like over a hundred years, just supplying goods, whether it's fabrics, rhinestones, whatever it is, notions. So um, our shop went into, we went into furlough and then um, we went back to work from our homes for about a month and then um, haven't been back. And that was probably um, June of that year where everything kind of hit the shit, you know? Yeah. 2020. Yeah. So then, um, kind of stayed at home with my girls when everything shut down, you know, the kids did the whole homeschooling thing for a year, which was entertaining. (laughs) My uh, oldest was a senior. My youngest was just starting middle school and, uh, she was just kind of breaking out on her own and shaved her head bald. I mean, she's like eight years old, nine years old at this time. Wait, no, starting sixth grade, shaved her head bald completely like a walking piece of art. She goes to an art school 
So we spent time at home and I just encouraged a lot of the painting. And that's something that I've done with my kids from a very young age was push art, art, art. You know, the minute they can hold the crayon, they were doing art, art, art. So during pandemic, we started painting a lot more. My youngest started painting a lot more and she wanted to start an Etsy shop. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I kind of put it off and she really wanted it. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe we could do this as a family thing because I hadn't painted. I stopped painting like probably before I had kids. So I hadn't really picked up a paintbrush in over 20 years. Um, And so we started, you know, I had some friends in the industry that were like, hey, you know what? You should definitely revisit your talents and things of that sort. So started painting got inspired and I was like okay maybe you know and then my youngest started making the jewelry that was all her so as she started she made uh, the bong earrings and she made the mushroom earrings those are all her designs and I'm like oh that's cute you know that's a good way for us to do art that's not like you know different price points you know everybody can dabble whether you want horrible art or something hang on your walls so we started you know making those and then that evolved into making these um and I started making my own and then we just started collaborating and creating more art and more art. And it's like, you know what, let's try to start a business from it. See if we can start, you know, and then um, some of my friends were like, you know, maybe start hitting up the events. Um, P and Colleen that run FCC, they do the green carpet events and they invited me to be a vendor at some of their events as well. Um, they also hosted the Florida Field Day events. Um, they're familiar and good friends with the Zicks that hosts the Florida Cannabis Festival every year. And um, so I started dabbling and we went ahead and started to LLC the company. But um, yeah, it was mostly just a family thing. Her, um, my youngest and her dad um, and myself and my oldest. So her, That's my fun because you're bonding and then it's like, they're also yeah. learning. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. yeah, my youngest um, dad and I, we were together for over 10 years or so. And he's just like my best friend. So he's very artsy as well and he's always been the person I bounce ideas off of it's like if I need hey this is look good he's always been that good person with that eye like me so we work together well and you know we you know have our offspring that we made together and she's just a walking piece of art herself and then my oldest as well she I also nurtured the arts but she went more into music so she's self-taught like singer ukulele player and things like that so we all dabble in the arts and we all you know put a little bit into the business and then as far as the name, we just <laughs> try to figure out her dad and I got really high one day and we were like, Hey, I had another name in mind. And he's like, I think that's just going to be confusing. And I remember sitting there thinking, well, you know what? This is my tribe. This is my little tribe. This is my family. And uh, we have been doing this from home for the longest time now, cooped up here and trying to make things work. So at that point, it just hit me. It was like, wow, Tribe House Creations, that's it. And the fact that it's still a THC acronym as well, I'm like, that shit's perfect. <laughs> so it worked out. That is cute. No, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Nice. I like it. That's awesome. <laughs> a lot of people don't catch. If you see our banner at events, you, we stack the letters exactly, Tribe House Creations. So if you see it, you'll be like, oh, THC. But it's one yeah. of those, two, if you ever look at my art, I try to throw in little hidden elements like Easter eggs. So it's little things. If you notice, you notice. If you don't, you don't. But yeah, that's one of them. That's interesting. 
And being a mom that uses cannabis and, you know, your artwork also uh, has a lot of cannabis in it. How did you how did you talk to your kids about it, about your use and, and all that? That was interesting. Um, I used to not talk to them about it at all. Before I got licensed, it was one of those where I had to hide. So I had a close friend that would make me cookies back when I used to eat cookies. And um, when I actually used to digest edibles, because that's something that doesn't happen anymore. But so I used to hide them in my closet and sneak in there. And my kid used to be like, what are you doing, mom? I'm hearing plastic rustling. And I'm like, I'm doing nothing. I'm good. I'll be right out. I'm just having a snack. <laughs> um, but that was like my way of being able to like whew, unwind at the end of the day. Um, but it wasn't until... Um, probably 2019 when I finally got licensed and that's when I was the minute I got licensed I must have like walked through the front door kicking it down with my bags and I was like all right girls we're gonna discuss this right now and at that point I was open about it I was like there's no reason for me to hide this shit I have to live here this is my medication this is legal there is nothing wrong with it and so I was like, no, sat down and had a discussion and just let them know, you know, and I was honest because I don't lie to my kids. I'm very honest with them. And I was like, hey, remember all those times you heard me in the closet? This is what I was doing. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So you understand that this is something it's a process that your mom's been dealing with for a while. And, you know, now I'm very open. Like, you know, they know I ended up getting my oldest uh, license as well because I did not want her on a slew of medications, which I knew was going to be her path. Um, so yeah, it's been very clear. I talked to them about it and I told them, I'm like, you know, my oldest, the first time she smoked was with me. You know, the first time she medicated was with oh, me. Oh my God. Well, okay. There's a couple things I want to definitely circle back to the, you can't eat edibles thing anymore. Yes. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. I was like, you said you, you used to be able you to digest it and now you can't like how, why, what's different? Because I, it never works for me ever. I do not know what happened. I thought it might have been that I had my gallbladder removed, but I was still able to digest edibles. Um, I did have a major life shift that happened around 2018, where I was like, shit has got to change. And I mean, like everything from relationship to job to everything shifted. And at that point, my nutrition and lifestyle as well. And by about, I would say, February of 2019, I had already lost 50 pounds. So I think it was a drastic weight loss that happened from about November to February. From what I've heard is really quick weight losses of that dramatic amount mm -hmm. can impact your digestibility. From what oh. I've heard. But I haven't necessarily done a lot of the research because I know that there is an enzyme and all that plays in, but at one point I did, and not anymore. Interesting. So it's because I loved it. It was the perfect way to medicate. You know, it was great for sleep because it was very long and extended. Um, it was great if you have to go to work and things of that sort. But for me right now, the only way I really medicate is smoking, inhalation, or yeah. vaping. So, yeah. And what... Yeah, there's so many people out there who and there's so many different reasons. And I feel like the more we talk about it and the more we learn about it, it we'll figure out why some of that is. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that are out there that I mean, it's it's interesting that you used to be able to and then you didn't. 
because yeah, I know people like Jay, she's never has been able to ever. Well, she was tried lots of times. Well, lots of times. Yeah. yeah. And um, for her, it could be the lack of that liver enzyme. Cause mm. I know that um, like I did at 23 and me and you can actually look it up to see how good you have that enzyme in your system, whether it's like, I think a single or double allele, whatever it is that they, how you read it. Mm-hmm. And mine, yeah, it wasn't that great. But I still did digest them, like I said. And I think I've only had, in since then, I've only had one episode that I had made homemade butter. I was doing the whole keto diet for a bit. So I was doing a shitload of butter in my coffee. Uh-huh. That was my own butter. And I must have put about six teaspoons of butter in there, if not more. And that day it did hit some. But that's not like the only time. But yeah, yeah a lot. And it's weird because I know that, you know, you do have to um, consume it with the fat. Yeah. Um, some, yeah. Some people, it's like, um, I have heard some people do use um, digestive enzymes prior because mm. that helps to break down. And some people do like fermented beverages or things that have uh, like probiotic drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so like kombucha, things right. of that sort. Things that have a lot of that, you know, bacteria and stuff. Like eating, maybe drinking that might activate the enzymes. Maybe, but it's just different combination of things. And some people it's like empty stomach. No, you have to have it with a meal. Yeah, that's why I I like it, but I, it's very, it's inconsistent. It's like the inconsistent with me. So like, yeah, if I'm really hungry and I have an edible, like it's might never kick in it might process out of my body before i'm able to because it's like you need a meal it kicks in way later when you don't need it when you (laughs) weren't expecting it surprise me (laughs) let's go back to you smoking with your daughter for the first time what was that like can you tell us um i i think i forgot what it's like to be a first timer because it's like I can smoke (laughs) like yeah like it's like wait you're smoking that whole bowl by yourself yes I can um so it was one of those like I kind of forgot to be like take it clone easy because uh, and especially when they're minors and the whole they don't dispense them flour but they dispense them vapes and concentrates which I think is a little bit ridiculous in a sense like let me give you a high stronger. That makes no sense. Yeah. You can and buy it doesn't have all the other terpenes and other beneficial parts of the yeah. plant in it. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that it was because I'm a flower girl entirely. That is what I like is Us full too. flower. Us yeah. Too. I'll only mess around, like I'll fuck with the vape if I'm on the <laughs> or if I'm like, you know, traveling and if we're if we're forced to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and even with that, like, I have to babysit the pen, and it's like, fuck, like, when is this going to hit? It just hits different. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Yeah, so it was unfortunate, but for her, you know, it helped. It was, um, she has anxiety, so for her, you know, I tried to teach her to stick with more of a ratio, definitely balance it out with some CBD. Don't go straight THC. Unless you're having, like, um, another reason was for, like, uh, menstrual issues, like migraines and period pains, cramps, all that stuff. That's when I'm like, okay, then stick with your straight up, you know, THC for the pain relief and things of that sort. But for the mostly it was ratios I was trying to get her to consume. 
Yeah, and usually Rachel's are lower THC, and you don't really need as much THC when you have that combination with the CBD. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it was, yeah, she's legal now. She's moved out. She's on her own. So. <laughs> you miss her. Yeah. Down yeah, the yeah. one. We just caught up uh, this past week. She was, uh, she got some piercings done with some friends and she was telling me about that in FaceTime. So it was cool to see her. I hadn't seen her in a little bit. Her hair is dyed green and stuff. I think I posted a picture on my Instagram. So mm. it was nice. You know, they leave the nest. That's my oldest. Oh, the, picture, the picture you uploaded with your questionnaire, that's with your younger daughter? Yes, that's my youngest. She'll, uh, she'll be 13 next month. And she's the one that, that helps the most with uh, yeah. Tribe House creation? Yeah. Like, is she the one that does the jewelry that made the earrings that we bought? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Those we love the event. little bar. They're so <laughs> cute. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to get the mushroom ones, too. <laughs> yeah, she designed, um, she designed the red cap, the, like the Amanita mushroom ones, and then the ones that look like stained glass I designed for a Canadelic, specifically. Nice. Yeah. What uh, what medium of art uh, do you like the the most doing? I have just revisited my oil paints this past. Um, actually, for Canadelic was the first time I dabbled into oil paints. Was for the painting. I don't know if you guys saw it at the front with the gas mask. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't done oil paints. Oh my god! Since I was in high school. So since I was probably sixteen, seventeen. So I will be. 46 this year yeah so good uh 20 years but yeah it's uh that's been my favorite i wish i could paint i need i need to get a more more art for my house yeah i don't have enough of that (laughs) my youngest uh we have one of the living rooms that uh during pandemic she was always painting and we were just hanging up the paintings on the walls as she finished them so that's do like great right now. Yeah. Do you miss at all the the costuming that you did before um, with the what you said that like? Is that what you're? Of? Is that what you went to school for? Costuming? Yes, I actually went to school um, for fashion design and merchandising, but my passion was costuming. There weren't any costuming specific schools in the area, and um, unless I wanted to go to like Cali, I think there was one in California I was looking at, but I'm like not happening. Um, so I started with fashion, but when I left and got, um, graduated, I found a local company that dealt with costuming and I started as an intern and kind of worked my way up through the ranks, um, and to management eventually. And then, um, separated with that company. And there was another startup that was starting up in Orlando, kind of dabbling their toes. They were originally from Kansas city and they were starting to flagship out some other stores, and um, we were there for less than a year and then pandemic hit and it just, you know, business just went south. So the shop isn't closed. That pick, isn't that picking up again now? No, they're not like. Um, I think they were looking into it, but I'm not really quite sure if it's really going to happen. Um, I just think right now it's just a little difficult. Um, I'm not sure how the theme parks are dealing with the situation right now. I mean, I have a friend that works and I know that she's having a little bit of a difficult time finding vendors and people to, um, cause a lot of the theme parks, um, they outsource to other companies. They don't necessarily all build 
everything in house. And a lot of the any theaters or things of that sort, whether it's uh, movies, theater, um, attractions, whatever the case may be, a lot of them they either have in house designers that work for them or they outsource. Like people come in, they bid. You win the job, you work it in your home, in your house, you know, your design house, and then they get turned into the company that uh, hired you. That's I miss so it. It was fun. It was, uh, it was an interesting field. It's one of those things that it's rare. Not a lot of people you meet that are in that field. So, so I mean, cool. yeah. So things to be like involved with the Ringling Brothers Circus and to be able to go and, you know, meet the performers and work backstage and, you know, be at their site where they do their rehearsals before the circus even opens is an experience. Yeah, um, cool. the same shows, Yeah, like the Disney Eye shows, I worked on those. Um, Marvel Live, I worked on that one. Um, nice. Uh, Disney I bet you made the best Halloween costumes for your kids growing up. Oh my god, I wish I had they could do that. I wish I could do that for my kids. If you go to um, my personal IG and scroll back, um, my youngest, when she was, I think, seven, I made her a Maleficent costume. And like decked out Maleficent, we took her to um what is it? Um, Megacon here in Orlando. Yeah, she was uh-huh. an attraction. Stopping her taking Everybody pictures. Everybody wanted to take pictures of her, right? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> she had like, oh, we built the headpiece. Her face was painted green. She had the gloves with the fingernails. I unfortunately forgot her collar. I had made her this big giant collar. Um, and then she had the staff that glowed. Yeah, because her father worked at the same costume shop that I worked at. So is that where you guys met? Yeah, they, it got to the point where I was like, oh my God, I think we created a monster. <laughs> like she, we set a standard that was way too high that as they got older, they started getting very particular and it's like, whoa, 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 let's digress. It's fucking Halloween. Like, this is <laughs> like Broadway. come on, just slow down. But yeah, it got to the point where like the kids, they would show up at school and the teachers would be like, go to the office. They want to take pictures. So yeah, they That's enjoyed it. Amazing. That's amazing. I love that. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. So yeah, yeah, yeah. had fun. <laughs> we love Halloween. What Sorry, what happened? I wanted to ask you about. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go. You go. Go. I'll go next. I wanted to go back to when she she made a huge life change. What happened? You lost a lot of weight. You what 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 made you like? Oh, I gotta make some changes. I- what, what was that? No, I think it was just that point in life where I was like, fuck, like, I am not happy. I am just very depressed. Like, when you show up to your job every morning and you walk into your office, you put your shit down, you close the door to have a breakdown, to then put yourself together again to be like, all right, starting the work day. I was like, it was a lot of things, you know. You feel stuck? Yeah. It was, yeah. um, relationship wasn't evolving. I mean, like I said, we're best friends now. I adore him. He's my, you know, great children we have and all of that. Um, it just hit a point where it's like, this, we're not progressing. I think we're just kind of going in different directions. Um, work was just monotonous. I wasn't happy anymore. I wasn't happy with management and the way, um, they were treating staff and how things were kind of playing out. I just felt like the appreciation wasn't there. 
And I'm all about appreciate your staff and your employees, especially when they are making your product. Without them, you're nothing. Right. Um, my mom had passed away two years before from cancer. So I was already on a um, on that path of, oh shit, like, am I gonna end up in this same track? Like, I wake up feeling like shit and my back hurts every day. I feel like crap. I'm depressed. I come home and drink half a bottle of wine every night just to cope. Um, and that's when I started doing the edibles. Um, and it just hit a point where you just kind of hit rock bottom and you're like, oh my God, like, if I continue like this, I don't know how much longer I'm going to go. Um, so I think it was just one of those where the relationship ended, then the job ended right away. And then it just felt like the universe was just like kicking me and being like, bitch, get you fuck out and get it done. Do what you need to do. Um, and then, um, really stuck into a completely different nutritional path. Um, started learning about that and what a shit show that we are fed. (laughs) The nutritional guidelines in this country are sad, literally like sad stands for standard American diet, but it literally is fucking sad. (laughs) It is sad the way we eat. Um, so I just started taking time out for myself and educating myself and learning things. And I think the experience I had with my mom really, really scarred me. And that also pushed me to really become more health conscious because I think she was misdiagnosed. They diagnosed with the osteoporosis and she had stage four pancreatic cancer. Oh man. Like, come on, how fucked up of a diagnosis can you be on? Um, and then I look back, she was diabetic type two diabetes. And I look at her diet and I'm like, you know, she thought she was eating good and no, a lot of the things like the fake butters and the fake sugars and just a lot of shit that I just think did a lot more harm for her than I think she knew about. God, so diet culture was so big too back then, right? Like everybody was like, oh, fat free this and all of this shit. Free and yeah, and it was just been like, no. And I've learned like, if you knew the amount of fat I eat today, you'd be like, bitch, that's fucking nasty. <laughs> I eat a lot of fat. I eat a lot of meat. I eat a lot of, um, but I eat a lot of whole foods. Like I cleaned up my diet entirely. And I think I eat more meals in a day today than I did back then. And I've plateaued. Like my weight has stayed the same since I lost weight. I mean, I put on a little weight because I did get a little bit, I think, emaciated. I went a little too far because I went on a strictly all meat diet for about almost a year. So I only ate meat for a year. Wow. I think that would you what would you snack? (laughs) Um beef jerky. And cheese sticks, beef jerky and cheese sticks. Animal products. So yeah, I literally Uh, hard boiled eggs, no carbs at all. Oh my God. Like uh, four or five eggs in the morning, maybe about five or six strips of bacon. I ate at least a one pound ribeye on the daily once or twice a day. Wow. I was eating like, you'd be like, damn, you would put that man under the table. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I was eating a lot of meat. But when you're eating just meat, you'd be amazed. You can eat some meat. Yeah, for sure. But you will also drop weight. Yeah, man. Carbs and sugar are terrible. Yeah. But you know what? I had to. I had to bring carbs back in because I think the carnivore diet killed my hormones. Because as ladies, 
as much as we may think otherwise, we need carbs in our life. We do. That's the right. only thing that's yeah, it's true. But Rebecca, it's like a balance. You can't just right. do a hardcore just me every day. Like that's a <laughs> that's a lot. It was, it was, it was, and I did it. And but I did that. But you had was, a mission. I feel like you were on a mission for that year. <laughs> I was. And I did a few fasts. I think the longest fast I did was about 93 or 94 hours. Yo, I cannot. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. You want me to turn into no. a monster? Withhold food for that long from me. I will be <laughs> the biggest bitch you've yeah. ever seen. I didn't think you could, but you know what's funny? The minute you <laughs> make carbs out of your life, you can go a long time without eating. And so it was easy to fast back then. Today, if you asked me to fast today, I'd be like, bitch, no, 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 no. It's not happening. I'm lucky if I can go four hours without being like, I need food. Feed me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's ideal. I feel like the small little meals throughout the day, like grazing. But I mean, obviously, it has to be like the good stuff. Nuts and healthy shit like that. Fruits. And I definitely support that, especially for us ladies. You'd be surprised. And especially when we start getting into our age bubble and above. We need to babysit our hormones and ladies don't know that they don't. And and it start and you know what? We're, I, I'm, I'm about to hit forty, and so are you. We need to know yeah. how to be- take better care of ourselves. I've I haven't been doing it. I know I'm, I'm guilty sorry. of it. I agree. The the, <laughs> fr- the one advice that I will give any lady, and especially if you tend to have like menstrual issues where you get either moody, migraines, or any of those issues, is magnesium. Magnesium is the one supplement mineral that I advise anybody to supplement with because we just don't get enough of it. And it is the one thing that definitely, definitely nourishes your nervous system, your muscles. Like if you get a lot of like muscle tension and things of that sort. But for me, it's been the one thing that's helped alleviate um, menstrual migraines throughout the month. I have the worst migraines. Yeah, for me, it was, I honestly dealt with menstrual migraines for over 20 years. Like I was on a yo-yoing of birth control when I was younger. It was one of those, oh, that's not working. Let's put this on you. Oh, that's not working. Let's inject you. So I was in all sorts of crazy shit. Like I was on the pill and on the depot shot at the same time. So that's a lot of hormones to be injected with. And so, um, no, I hate when I when that 2018 happened and all the cleaning house happened. Yep. All that artificial birth control, any of that stuff gone. No more. I don't inject myself with any anything. I have I cleaned house. For real. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't take uh, no pharmaceuticals. I won't even take uh, Advil if I have a headache. Nothing. It's just my weed. If we and doesn't my, help it go away, I eventually cave and take like Excedrin I, or something. I, I have in the past, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, that but could that's damage your liver too. Like naproxen sodium, all those mm-hmm. NSAIDs could really. I mean, I take I take a, I take them. Not a lot of them, but dude, if I have a, I get splitting those eyeball headaches. Yep, I get it right behind my right eye. Yeah, I get it. I get it full force right through my face. Poof, like that. I have to take something because I just, it's like, I try not to. You know how you kind of like stave it off? But after a while, I'm like, give me that shit. Oh, you know what I have also? 
I have noticed that does help if you do get headaches often, try putting a little bit of salt in your water. A lot of times it's dehydration and you have no fucking clue. That's why it's good to drink like mineral water. Um, I don't advise drinking like purified water. If you're going to drink like bottled water, things like that, try to do spring water because it has at least some trace minerals in it. But yeah, I gave that advice to a friend of mine to put a little bit of salt under her tongue and drink some water and give it about a good 10, 15 minutes. And she's like, holy shit, my headache's gone. I'm like, yeah, next time before you go to pop anything, just try to put a little salt in your tongue and drink some water because uh, the, the salt helps your cells retain the water. So a lot of people are like, oh, I'm thirsty. Chug, chug, chug water. You're just chugging and it's not really being retained. A lot of times you just need things like, you know, your minerals. So a little bit of salt helps. Cool. Dropping the home remedies. <laughs> Dropping some knowledge. I'm all about it. Do you have any events that you're coming up going to soon or? No, not, not, um, not right now. Um, there's been a couple of, you know, just a little adjusting life changes has happened this last month. So I'm just kind of taking it easy, taking some time for myself. Um, so we'll see how things play out. Um, but right now I'm also just trying to focus on getting more artwork. I feel like my, um, cause my biggest passion has always been art. When we started the company, we did start kind of delving into making the jewelry and some of the t-shirts and um, my vape sleeve lanyards um, to put your vape pen in. But my biggest passion has always been art. So I figured, you know what, take some time and accumulate some pieces and then go from there. So what are you thinking? What are you, do you just like set time throughout the day or throughout the week? You schedule time that you sit and do it do you have to be inspired like um I usually try to set some time on the daily if I'm not in I'm still picking up work shifts I did find a local um company that is doing costuming locally so I'll come in and I'll do a little bit of pattern making for them or do cutting things like that that's been like maybe once once a week um but other than that I try to get my morning started you know get my kid off to school if, um, if I have time to work out that day, I try to get that out of the way, um, to get some activity inside. And then, um, other than that, I'll sit down, I'll smoke a little bit and then sit down and paint. And that's my, my therapy. That's like my decompression, my, uh, my, my escape. I put music on in the house and I sit down and it's just paint, paint, paint. And I'll paint until, I get up so it could be an hour later it could be five hours later it depends on how invested and consumed I am at the time where do you draw inspiration for your paintings you know it's crazy because sometimes it's depending um sometimes it's the events that I'm going to be attending like Canadelic inspired the painting the gas mask painting um but that also had a lot of different inspirations you know a lot of that, what's currently happening in the world, but that was also my expression of anxiety, what I feel like anxiety is represented um, in the gas mask and everything. Um, so it just depends. Um, and sometimes a lot of it is by the colors. I try to incorporate the colors and that was something also inspired by my youngest kid. Um, she's very, 
LGBTQ, very colorful, everything's rainbow, splash of color. Like I said, she's always been like a walking piece of artwork. Um, so I've always, when I do come up with ideas, I try to incorporate the colorful palette into it because that's become, you know, just a representative of the company. And then I do like, um, you'll see a lot of Egyptian elements and that's just something I've always been interested in from a very young age, for whatever reason, even though I was like, you know, really young, I was always like sketching Nefertiti in the corner of my notebooks that eat and things of that sort. So I like, um, maybe you were Egyptian in a past life. Maybe that's what people have said. Cause I'm like, you know, when I look back the way I used to sketch my figures, my grandmother used to sketch with me when I was in Puerto Rico and it looked like all Egyptian people. Um, and I was always drawing like the I Horus and things of that sort. So things of like mythology and things of that sort, that's like the Medusa piece that I sold at Canada, like as well. Um, so just a little bit of elements from that. And then um, you'll notice that some of my artwork tends to look almost like uh, fabric-like. And that's from more of like my costuming background when I used to sketch a lot of the textiles and the flowing fabrics and things like that. So I like to add those elements, a little bit of that background. Plus, I like the fluidity, the looking um, where it looks like it's almost got depth and movement to it, but it doesn't. It's stationary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just a, a few little elements in there kind of mixed in. And that was Rebecca Marrero, creator of Tribe House Creations. You can uh, connect with her at Tribe House Creations on Instagram. She also has tribehousecreations.com. That's her website. You can check her out there and some of the stuff she's got going on. Yeah, get her jewelry or her art. Her, or yeah. The little lanyards that she has for the vape pen. Oh, the bevels are cool too. Our little bong earrings are so adorable. Yeah, they are adorable. <laughs> I kind of like, I'm kind of regretting not getting the bigger ones. Because I feel like they get lost in my hair when I'm oh, wearing them. Because yeah. I have like longer hair and mm-hmm. I'm like, but I, I don't like big earrings, so that's why I was Yeah, like, you can't. I don't know. It's but so, they're so cute. They're really cute. Hey, thanks to all of our sponsors. We appreciate you. Yes. Uh, thank you to Yanni, Destiny, Lauren, Jesse, Christy, April, April Shelby, Denise, Denise, Peaches, Natalie, Meredith, Terry, Angelina, Jenny, and Catherine. Hey, if you want to become a patron, our Patreon uh, button is right in the center of our website now. <laughs> so clickety-click on there. We're doing all kinds of cool stuff. We went on a vacation with our patrons. We have Zoom sessions. We post all of our interviews uncut. And, you know, we got a lot of stuff happening. Earlier access to the episodes. Discounts on events. Discounts on upcoming events. And being part of our group chat where we're always just talking shit to each other all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe, rate, and review and share our content. We love when you guys do it. If you think something's funny, send it to your mom. If you want to support us, that's the best way to do it. You know, or whatever. Become a patron. We love you guys. (laughs) Subscribe, rate, review, share content. Podsogimoms.com. Bye. Bye.